0: good morning what a blessing it is to be in god's house today um if you would uh, b- before i launch into this uh, be turning in uh, your scripture to uh, um habakkuk and i'll give you 10 or 15 minutes to find it because that's not one of those books that you know you just run to every day habakkuk it's a it's a great book of the bible it's a, somewhat of a sad book of the bible um uh, but a, a very positive one it, it, it just kind of takes your emotions all over the place uh, Habakkuk has a theophany uh, He has a, an experience where uh, he hears from God and God speaks to him and um, We're going to focus at the very end and at the very end and uh, as I speak about the very end Let me go back to the very beginning in the very beginning meaning the very beginning of this service You all saw that video Y'all saw that video? Did any of you watch it or were you still talking? Nah, that's fine if you were, but uh, it's a beautiful video and oh, I, I just, it captured me. I'd never seen it before this week and the reason that I found it was because at the end of our scripture today, we're going to read these words to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. I thought, Wait a minute. If the Bible says that uh, the, the prophet is giving instruction to the magician, uh, magician, musician <laughs> about how to play the song that he has just written, then somebody certainly contemporarily has put these words to music. So I did a quick Google search and I found that video and I thought, how perfect is that video? It has the very verses that we're talking about today, and I hope you caught on to it. It's saying even if there's no grapes on the vine, no, no animals in the pen, the olive crop fails, my God is all I'm going to need. That's Daniel's paraphrase. Let's go ahead and read Habakkuk. How many of you found it so far? All right, thanks. How many of you went to the front of your Bible and said, "Where is this?" Okay, that's fair too. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, how many of you sang the song? Genesis. <laughs> Some of you had to sing. The, it's all. It, whatever works for you works for me. Habakkuk chapter three, beginning with verse 17. Listen closely. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail. And the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on my high hills to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. Pray with me, will you? Father, as we enter into this week of Thanksgiving, I'm mindful of the fact that uh, Thanksgiving is uh, a holiday that uh, was instituted in this country years ago. And Lord, that it's it's important that we celebrate it. Father, when we come into your sanctuary it takes on a totally different meaning it's a time for us to be reflective and to be thankful and to give thanksgiving but father we're here to do that week in and week out every time we gather together we're here to give you thanks and praise and honor and glory for what you're doing what you have done what you're doing and what you will do so father today as we stop and as we contemplate this thought. Father, I pray that we will heed the words of your prophet. Lord, that it would speak to our hearts. Lord, that we will leave here with a better focus on what this week is all about. All these things I pray in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. So as you grab your crayon and you grab your little thank sheet um, I encourage you you don't have to write your name on it you can if you want to and we may be able to tell who you are just by what you're thankful for I don't know but that's not the intention the intention is to take the crayon and to remember what it's like to be a child be a child and be thankful with a childlike faith and thank God for the things and you may you may run out of space, and that 's fine too. I strongly encourage you to do this, and you say this, is, this sounds like this this isn 't vacation Bible school preacher. yes, it is it 's a perpetual vBS for all of us but it's it 's a time for you to write this down not for your sake only but for the sake of me and the sake of your brothers and sisters in Christ sitting around you it's a time of thanksgiving and oh for us to, to stand there and read what everyone is thankful for they're going to be up out there for another two or three weeks for you just when you have a chance just to, to stop by and say what are we thankful for I can tell you I am thankful for so much right now it isn't funny I'm not going to go into it because then we won't have a sermon wait you might be happy about that I don't know the first thanksgiving and this is I'm, I'm taking a lot of this from a historical standpoint. the first thanksgiving, the pilgrims were blessed they were blessed with a new land they were happy they were thrilled with all that was happening. They had had a good harvest all that was all that was happening seemed positive, but it wasn't. I want you to understand, you, you need to remember all of the hardships that they went through. They, they, uh, they had bad weather, they had wild terrain and wild animal sickness and every other obstacles to include losing half of their number. Half of those who had come with them had died either on ships on the way over or in this wild land. Thanksgiving was in spite of all of the negativities. It was 1969. THE HARDEST THANKSGIVING I EVER HAD. (laughs) KEEP IN MIND, I WAS FIVE YEARS OLD. AND YOU SAY, WELL, HOW BAD COULD A THANKSGIVING BE FOR A FIVE-YEAR-OLD BOY? LET ME TELL YOU, IT WAS A HARD THANKSGIVING. I WAS IN KINDERGARTEN. And my teacher's name was uh, Mrs. Kent. Mrs. Kent was an awesome teacher. In Ohio, back in that day, I don't know what they do today. It doesn't matter to me. But um, uh, what they did back in that day was you went to kindergarten for half a day. I was a morning kid. And so we went to kindergarten. I remember it was Thanksgiving, leading up to Thanksgiving week, and my teacher was going to teach us all about Thanksgiving. But one of the ways that she was doing it was she split the the class up by in one half. Half were going to be pilgrims and half were going to be Indians. I was going to be an Indian. I was so excited. And she was going to have us do a craft in class. And she took uh, grocery bags, the paper grocery bags, and she cut holes out for the arms and a hole out for the head. And they were going to, we were going to wear them. Remember, I was not quite the size I am today. I was a little boy. But she was going to show us how to make one in class. So she did it. She made one. And then when she got done decorating it and everything, she said, now, who wants to have this one as theirs. And of course, all of us kids raised our hands. Two reasons. Number one, she made a really, really cool outfit for me to wear. Number two, I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) I was lazy even then. I'm just kidding. So she picked me and I got it. And I got to, that was going to be mine. And we were going to have a feast on the last day of class before thanksgiving it was going to be popcorn there was going to be all kinds of stuff i don't remember what all it was but that morning i was so excited to go and have our thanksgiving feast at kindergarten and i was so excited i jumped out of bed and i ran through the house and i ran ran into mom and dad's bed and i jumped up in bed mom was still there and i said mom today's thanksgiving she said i know i know you're excited we were sitting there talking, never forget this. I don't know why it's so vivid, but I remember sitting there talking to mom about our Thanksgiving feast we were about to have. And then my mom looked at me and my mom got closer to me and she leaned down to me and she said, oh honey, oh no. I said, what? She said, honey, I think you have chicken pox. I missed Thanksgiving. It was horrible. What's to be thankful for now? It was horrible. It was horrible. I missed my Thanksgiving. My mom made it special though. She she made it special for her and I that day and you know, every year after that until I was in the 6th grade, my kindergarten teacher would call me out of class and have me come down and help serve Thanksgiving meal to her kindergarten class She's a good teacher. I tell you that story to tell you that Thanksgiving is not always going to be a Happy moment in your life. That's a reality It's a reality that sometimes holidays are going to be difficult I normally kind of save a sermon sometime during the Christmas season to focus on the fact that it's not always a happy moment for everybody. You know, Christmas is that time of year where everybody's jolly. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time, except for those who have lost a loved one. Except for those who are struggling because they just lost their job. Except for those who are struggling to put food on the table. Except for those who are all alone. Except for whatever reason that they're struggling with. It's a reality that it's not always a happy time for everybody. And Thanksgiving isn't always a happy time for everybody either. Especially when you have chicken pox. It's very difficult. (laughs) Well... Let me make some things abundantly clear about our scripture today. Uh, this, this scripture is extremely long. We probably won't get through it. I will keep preaching. You go ahead and take a quick nap. Wake up. Ask your neighbor what they missed or what you missed, okay? Um, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, he's envisioned losing everything. He's he's getting this concept uh, that that he's going to miss everything. When the provision of God changes, be thankful that our God is unchanged. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor, nor the fruit tree of the vines, though the labor of the olives may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, listen, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in God. Why? Because because my God never changes. Amen. My God is unchanging. He is, he is the same yesterday, the t- today, and forever. How glorious that is. He envisions losing everything. The fig, the, the fruit of the vines, the olive trees, the field that doesn't yield harvest, the cattle and the sheep are all lost. Imagine what that could possibly be like. What would we liken that to in our day and time? What, what do we liken that to our experience. I want you to understand that we need to uh, not uh, just blow past this concept. Oh, okay. So they're, they're losing everything. It's a, it's a horrible experience. We, we get it. I want you to bring it to a contemporary concept. What does this mean? Well, I believe that we're experiencing it to some degree right now with the economy. No, this isn't political. I'm not. I'm not up here uh, on the on the uh, getting ready to to run for office or anything. I just want you to understand that the economy for a lot of people, it is a horrible time right now. And they're looking and saying, "Hey, my bank account is empty. Hey, I don't find other jobs. I'm having a struggle to make ends meet. I'm. It's a difficult moment." <laughs> And this prophet says, even when the economy is bad, I'm going to be thankful anyway. I'm going to be happy anyway. My mom, seriously, and all all joking aside, my mom made certain that I found a reason to be thankful. Even that Thanksgiving back in 1969. She made certain that it was a good day. (laughs) Wow, to be thankful Anyway, the economic conditions changed. They changed in Egypt. There were seven poor years. They changed uh, uh, for um, for Job. He lost his wealth. They changed during the Great Depression for this country. They may change due to loss of health and even bad investments. God does not change. Listen to Malachi 3.6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, what am I encouraging you to do? Oh, this is so earth-shattering, it isn't funny. You ready? Write this down. So be thankful, the wisdom of Daniel, be thankful. I've got so much to be thankful for. I can tell you over and over so many things to be thankful for. I can tell you some very dark times in my personal life. I can tell you about uh, the day that my mother took her life. I can tell you about the, the day that Lisa and I uh, had lost a, a baby through a miscarriage. I can, tell you, I can tell you about some very, very dark and very difficult times, but I can also tell you that at the end of the day, we need to learn, even in those moments, To be thankful that we have a God who loves us just as much as the day you found him. And you found that Jesus Christ wanted to be your Savior and your Lord. You can be just as thankful even in those dark moments because he is never changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When suffering, be thankful for his Salvation. Did you hear what he said in verse 18? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. (laughs) We are never far from the problems of this life. How many of you feel like your job in life at this stage in life? is to keep doctors in business. <laughs> I'm thankful I'm not quite there yet, but I can tell you my body is telling me that I probably should start supporting some of them. <laughs> yeah. You can be <laughs> assured that we are not far from the problems of this life. Everything else about us is fragile. Life is uncertain but pay attention the writer of your scripture today makes it abundantly clear no matter what I'm going through no matter what I'm facing no matter how much life is hanging by a thread no matter what it is that that life has has caused me to face There is one thing that is and will remain true, and that is, (laughs) I will joy in the God of my salvation. Think about this for just a moment. Some of you are going to be uh, resonating with what I'm going to say from different perspectives. Some of you are going to be looking back at the moment that you met Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Some of you are going to be looking at the realization of how important that salvation is to you today. And some of you are going to be looking at it from the perspective of that might be something that I need to start pursuing because I have never accepted Christ and I need salvation in my life. Salvation. Your writer says that he's going to focus and he will find his joy in the God of his salvation. Salvation provides eternal life. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And all God's people said, You better say it. Wow! Salvation, salvation. Listen to John five twenty four. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death unto life. First John five, 11 through 13. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. We can rejoice no matter how difficult life is, no matter what happens to me. If I'm stripped of everything I own, stripped of everything I truly care about, if I wind up being a modern day job, I can know one thing and one thing for certain. And that is that the salvation that he has entrusted in me is never going to be taken away and will always be true. I'm going to spend an eternity with Him. One of these days, I'm going to see Him face to face. One of these days, I'm going to sit down around the banquet, banqueting table. And let me tell you something about God's table. It's going to have food on there that you don't even know about. It's going to have a lot of pecan pie, or pecan pie, whichever, wherever you're from. It's going to have a whole lot of German chocolate cake. I can tell you it's going to have loads of fried chicken. That's the Baptist end of the table. <laughs> I mean, it's going to, heaven's going to be glorious, and God, God has promised that. God has sealed that, and nothing can take that away from me. And the, the writer here, he says, look, no matter what's going on, no matter what happens to us people, listen, I've got my salvation, and I will rejoice in him no matter what's in front of us. How glorious is that? That should excite you. When you sit down Thursday, wherever you are, around whatever table you're at, no matter what's going on, you might, you, might, you might wind up going to a fast food restaurant. It doesn't matter where you are or who you're with. Don't forget, it's all about a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters. Wow. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. We are we are not limited. Listen to this statement: We are not limited to these few years of tears. We're not going to be here forever. You know, I love my wife with everything that I am. She is my all in all and my everything. And most of that's because she's so darn good looking, but (laughs) (laughs) we can argue all day about that and I'm going to win. But I love my children. Oh my goodness. I love my son and my daughter. Those, Those five grandbabies, I mean, they walk into a room and you can't wipe a smile off my face. There are so many things here in this life that I am just so grateful for and so thankful for. However, nothing, nothing would keep me from the desire to be face-to-face with my God. I want to be there. I want to be there. I don't want to leave them. And I'm telling you, I know the world will weep the day that I leave, Thank you for picking up on that real quick. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Do you hear it? And it's one of my favorite passages over here in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Follow along. Listen closely. (laughs) It's talking about what he's done for us already. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also and where I go you know and the way you know and Thomas (laughs) oh Thomas Thomas said to him Lord (laughs) We do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, go ahead and say it out loud, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have the way, the truth, and the life when we rest everything in Jesus Christ, and he will lead us into the way everlasting. He's made me a house. He's preparing me a place, and he's been working on it 2,000 years. Imagine the master builder working 2,000 years on your place. <laughs> it's not going to be a small place. It's not going to be a, I don't, when I say small, it might, I don't know, it might be, might be 1,000 square feet, might be 20,000, I don't know. I, I'm fine with mine being a cabin. I'm fine with mine being a shack. I'm fine with a sleeping bag. But I know He's going to prepare a place for me. He's, he's waiting for me. And He's waiting and desires you to be there with Him. The best is yet to come. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to the abundant mercy who has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. When passing through this life, when passing through these trials, we know that we can have the hope and the promise of the triumph of Jesus Christ in our lives. Listen to it. The Lord God is my strength. Aren't you glad you didn't have to get up on your own strength this morning? Aren't you glad He woke you up? Aren't you glad that you got up? Aren't you glad that you had Him to come and meet with? The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk. On my high hills, there's an old classic book, Heinz Feet on High Places. It's a great book. If you find it, get it and read it. It's a good book. It's a fun book. Heinz Feet on High Places. Can you imagine having feet of deer? I want to, I want to, to um, uh, show you what that looks like, but I'm not. Because I don't have... I, I, I know... But I can spiritually and imagery mind in my mind understand what he's talking about here. He's saying, look, I want to be I want to be agile. I want to be I want to be so that I can go anywhere because you are the one who has prepared the way for me. The Lord is my strength. Psalm 27, 1. Psalm of David, the, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my, the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Look how glorious this salvation is and what a transformation it makes in us to be able to face no matter what our life will face. He will make my feet like hind's feet, swift and graceful. He will make me to walk on high places, higher ground. He will allow me to, to spend those mountaintop experiences in his presence Even in this life, he is always up to the occasion. Oh, how glorious it is. Behold, Jeremiah 32, 27, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything that's too hard for me? Listen, I don't care what it is. I mean, I care, but it's not important to me what the specifics are. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what struggles you're in. I don't care what struggles may rise up this afternoon or tomorrow morning or next week or next month or in a year. It doesn't matter what it is that you're going to face. Did you hear that last thought? Is there anything too hard for me, God says. Oh, certainly not. Your relationships, your physical body, your, your finances, you, whatever it is, whatever struggles you face, is there anything that is too hard for a holy, mighty God in heaven? The answer is a resounding no. He, he can handle anything. He can even handle chicken pox. The pulpit commentary says this about your text. Listen closely. It's a little bit uh, written of, an, uh, of a yesteryear. This passage contains the most beautiful exhibition of the power of true religion found in the Bible. The language is that of a mind weaned from earthly enjoyments and habituated to find the highest fruition of its desires in God. Habakkuk, looking around and knowing what he's experienced, knowing what the history of Israel is, understanding what's happening before him, and envisioning everything uh, of, of, of a worldly concern falling apart he says no matter what happens no matter what's going on around me no matter what i lose i am not focused on here and now i'm focused on him and then one day one day you know um chris pastor chris is going to stand in this pulpit tomorrow and he's going to preach a funeral He's going to preach a funeral of a dear sister who succumbed to sickness and left this earthly body. There are those who are hurting. Some of you may be in this very room at her loss. But I want to promise you one thing because of her faith in Jesus Christ as her Savior and Lord, if she were able to look down from heaven and look into this room, I promise you she would look around and say, all of you put together ain't half as good as what I'm experiencing right now. She's in glory. That's a hard thing for our hearts to comprehend. It's a hard thing for us to wrap our minds and our hearts around. But that's what our prophet here this morning is saying. He's saying, "Look, everything, everything should and even in this life, even today, even this morning, even in this moment, everything should be focused on him. He is our hope that springs eternal." What is the take home? simple in everything the good the bad and the ugly in everything give thanks 1 Thessalonians 5:18 in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you i in case you don't know this and this is a, a commercial but it does me no good it's just something that i started back during covid and i just never stopped And that is that on Facebook, you can go to uh, my page, and we've started posting them, reposting them on the church site also, Facebook page. Um, And I I write a daily devotion. Um, And I wrote the devotion yesterday, but then I came across a memory, and this isn't a devotion, it was just a thought. So I'm going to share this thought. If you want to be my friend on Facebook, I will be happy to be your friend. I need more friends. (laughs) Um, But listen to what this memory was that I found from several years ago and reposted. It says simply this, thankfulness. It's not a state of mind. That's what the world will tell you. Thanks. Thankfulness is a state of mind, but it's not. It's an attitude of worship and it should be preceded by prayer and supplication. Pray with me, will you? Father, I know what I go through and I know what I'm facing. I know what's in my life. I know what's in some other people's lives as they've confessed them or shared them or or pleaded for prayer for. Ultimately, I don't know what all's going on in this room or those who watch uh, on social media or wherever they hear this message. I don't know what they're going through. And Father, I know you know. I know you know exactly what's going on in each and every heart and mind today. Father, I'm praying, Lord, that we would learn to confess it all to you, to to, to hand it all off to you, to plead with you. And at the end of the day, as we pray and as we give it all to you. Let us be thankful for we have hope that springs eternal in Jesus Christ. The hope and the help that we need in the darkest of moments and even as we walk on those high mountains. Father, bless us. Lord, lead us. Father, for those who need you. Father, let them run to you. Father, for those who need to seek salvation, I pray that they would seek me or Pastor Chris or an elder or a trusted Christian in this place before they leave here today and that they would give their heart and their life to him. All these things we pray in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. Please stand and join us. We will remember.